Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside my co-host, Trey Lyle, and we are back with another great week of baseball talk, breaking down everything that's going on around Major League Baseball. We've got a lot to get into this week. Uh, We missed last week. I was on vacation out in New Mexico with my family, but we are back at it this week. We've got all-star rosters. We've got mid-season updates looking at how our preseason predictions are doing, who we would pick as the mid-season award winners, MVP, Cy Young, so on and so on. We've got a lot to get into today, so let's do it. Trey, how are you doing on this fine morning? I'm doing pretty well, you know, just uh, relaxing, you know, uh, glad to see your face again. You told me how you had a rattlesnake sausage, so uh, I'm just excited. You know, this has been a a great season so far, a lot of different storylines, and so uh, ready to dive into it. Yeah, my family and I went out to New Mexico and we went to an Albuquerque Isotopes game. Uh, great stadium, by the way. Fun team, fun atmosphere. And they, you know, it's, it's New Mexico. It's the West. They obviously have some interesting food items, including a rattlesnake sausage, which I thought was pretty bold for a baseball game. Like, you know, I would expect to be able to get rattlesnakes somewhere out West. But at a baseball game, I thought that was pretty bold. But we tried it. Mariah and I split one and it was actually very good. And uh we also had some elk and some bison throughout the week. So, you know, got to try all the Western themed foods while you're out there. It was a good time. Exotic. Sounds like exotic. Yeah, it was. Uh, But like I said, we got a lot to get into today. We are going to do a mid season update. Look at who we would pick as the mid season award winners, MVP, Cy Young, rookie of the year. We'll look at some surprising teams, some disappointing teams. We got the all-star rosters came out. Last week also, and I just got to say right off the bat, Austin Riley got snubbed for third base in the National League. He is currently the leader in home runs and RBIs among National League third basemen, and he is second in OPS. But they put Manny Machado and Nolan Arenado over him in the All-Star game. Machado deserves it. Arenado, I think Riley should have gotten Um, it over him. uh, I disagree because I was looking. I think Arenado deserves it because he is a favorite for the NL MVP, which we'll get into. I looked at the Vegas odds today, and uh, I will, I'll tease who I picked, but that guy is the current favorite for the NL MVP. Arenado guy, or Machado? Machado. No, no, the guy I picked as my NL MVP. Oh, okay, okay. He's the favorite. All right. I'm pretty sure. The guy in second was Nolan Arenado. Really? That's surprising to me. So I'm pretty sure. I looked that up today. I'm just... if you. I'm looking at stats right now. If you have the National League third baseman, Manny Machado has a 923 OPS. Austin Riley right behind him at 912. And Nolan Arenado at 881. Oh, Riley my leads bad. them in home runs with 24 and RBIs with 57. I'm just saying. I, I think looked he got at snubbed. A July 7th. It's been updated. And uh, just to let you know, Arenado is at plus 2,000, which is one, two, three. Three, four, five, six best. Austin Riley's it's plus sixty six thousand. So Vegas is leading that. Arenado's having a better season so far. So uh, just just to put the, 
put that out there. So, um, I, but I get it. I mean, you know, it's never going to be perfect. They're always going to miss some of that. So you, I, I get it as well. Um, you know, uh, a couple pitchers got missed, uh, but you know, it is, it's always the argument like, yes, this person deserves it, but who are you going to take off? Big Arenado Machado or probably the two best third basemen consistently over the last yeah. five years. So yeah, it's kind of hard to ignore them as uh, the two picks. Yeah, I'm sure you're happy with the American League outfield, Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton. Two of the well, we already outfielders. knew, and, and to interrupt, we knew actually before Selection Sunday, quote unquote, if you want to call it that, um, we knew Judge and Acuna were going to be in because they were the leading folk getters. I mean, uh, Stanton's been playing really well, and uh, he's. it's just the reason why the Yankees are the best team in baseball right now, and it's, it's clear cut that they are. They're on pace to set a historic season, and it's going to be, uh, I think, you know, the fact that you have Stanton, Judge, and Trout as your outfield is is kind of what you should have every year if you're in the American League just based off of their raw talent and their hitting ability. If you're in the American League, you should pencil in those three guys as, you know, just because of their star power too because, you know, the fan is the fan vote. Those, those are your three outfielders in the American League. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, it's an amazing outfield that the American League is putting together for the All-Star game. Uh, some other notable things going on in the All-Star rosters. For the first time ever, two brothers will start the All-Star game, and they'll be starting for the same team. William and Wilson Contreras will be starting for the National League. So Bryce Harper was supposed to be the National League's designated hitter, but he is injured, and so taking his place will be William Contreras, the Braves catcher. He will be starting as the National League DH, and Wilson Contreras, the Chicago Cubs catcher, will be starting as the National League catcher. So first time ever, the two brothers are starting the All-Star game, and they're starting for the same team. So that's pretty cool. And along with the All-Star game, we also have the Home Run Derby coming up, and we are starting to see who's going to be participating. And I got to tell you, Trey, as much as I love Albert Pujols and his farewell tour, and he's one of the greatest players of all time, like I have him top five of all time, he deserves all the hype, all the farewell tour that he can get. I'm not excited to see him in the home run derby because it's just not going to be an exciting event with him participating. Yeah, the, but the nostalgia is cool, but I also want to see a lot of home let's runs. Let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. You're going to have, so there's only like three guys that have been quote unquote announced yet, right? It's Acuna, uh, Pool Holes, and obviously Alonso going for the three peat. Well, let's let's hear the the rumors. Shoei Otani, Giancarlo Stanton, throw those two guys in. I think you, you know, you, you throw in pool holes. If he wins it, that's a great story. But then you have those four studs, you know, I think you're not going to go wrong. So uh, looks like Juan Soto will be participating as well. Juan Soto as well. So you throw, you know, who was a star at the Derby last year beating, you know, obviously beating Otani. I think you have those, you know, I think the star power is going to be so big around pool holes that in the way the format is, he's only going to be hit for what, 10 minutes, you know, however that first or three minutes, whatever that, you know, for assuming like, and that's not if he advanced. So, you know, it's going to be a way to honor him and then, you know, a way to uh, see a lot of bombs because if you have Stanton Alonzo, who's just built for the home run derby, 
Acuna Soto has shown well and Otani, if he can do it like he did, you know, the format kind of was weird for him. He finally kind of understands it. And it wasn't really, he, he was hitting bombs. It was just the, you know, he kind of ran out of steam at the end because that was a great duel between him and Soto, Soto last season. So I will, uh, I'm excited to just see how the full roster takes up. So what, let's wait to that. I think you're, uh, you're jumping the gun a bit. All right. All right. I've also seen some people saying they want to see Miguel Cabrera get in there with Albert Pujols, two legends. What did you think of, Derby. what did you think of the commissioner adding those two to the all-star rosters? Because the example I can think of is a couple of years ago, Adam Silver added Dwayne Wade and Dirk to the, knowing that it was their last season to the NBA all-star team. And those are two of the greatest players of all time. And, you know, as a guy who loved Dwayne Wade, who's one of his favorite athletes, I was so excited for him to play. And obviously he played with LeBron and, you know, the nostalgia there. So do you, did you like that? In fact, they added that to the all-star game because, I, you know, the all-star game needs as much juice as possible. I think the fact they're going to have Otani and Judge at their heights in it, I think Otani should start again. Um, But I I think uh, that and the nostalgia, I think it's going to be a a good audience, a good way to capture. You have the young stars as well as a way to capture that older audience or like, you know, who, who, who love the game. Yeah, I like that move. You know, to me, the all-star game is just it's just about fun and it doesn't matter that much. And it's its really just a popularity contest anyway. Um, look, if I'm being honest, I know I was saying Austin Riley got snubbed and he's having a great season. He deserves to be in the all-star game. Ronald Acuna Jr. has not had that great of a season so far. He's missed a lot of time. So I don't think that he deserved to be the number one vote getter. So it really is just a popularity contest. And so for the commissioner to come out and be like, yeah, we're going to add these two legends into the all-star rosters, despite whatever kind of season they're having just because of their, their status and who they are. And this could be their last chance. Yeah. I like that because it's just about having fun and showcasing the talent around the league. And those guys might not be who they used to be, but they're still two of the best players of all time. So yeah, I, I like the move that he went about adding the, those two Cabrera and Pujols on the all-star rosters. I think that's, that's a cool, a cool thing to do. And that'll be fun to see them take the field. It'll be fun. So yes, to answer your question, I do like that. All right, let's take a look at how things are going this season. We're about halfway through or a little over halfway through the 2022 season, which is kind of hard to believe that we're we're already this far along. Uh, And we have some, some mid season awards to look at. We're going to give out our, MVP, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year. Then we'll talk about some of the teams that are kind of surprising us and disappointing us this year. So, Trey, let's start off with Rookies of the Year in the American League and the National League. We have the same answers for both of these because there's really no other options. Yeah, I was looking at favorites, and uh, it's a little split on the National League side between two Braves. Uh, But, yeah, I think Julio Rodriguez has been a superstar. He's lived up to the hype. Um, for the Seattle Mariners and Michael Harris, you know, uh, you probably could talk more about him, but I didn't know much about him coming into the season and he's, you know, performed well and has been a really key for this, you know, Braves team, you know, turning around their season like they did last year and are right now back in the race with the Mets in, in the, in the national league East. So it, it felt kind of simple. I think most of these awards felt simple. 
um, there's kind of a clear person to pick. Um, and it, it's going to be interesting to see how the, the second half kind of develops these races because it, it's definitely something that uh, we have to keep an eye on. Yeah, Julio Rodriguez is clearly leading the American League rookies when it comes to to the offense, and he's having a fantastic season for the Mariners. Michael Harris for the Braves, he has been great. I, to be honest, I didn't know much about him before they called him up, and then he came up to the major leagues this year, and he just started hitting right away. He's got a 294 average, 835 OPS, leads National League rookies with that, seven home runs, 24 RBIs. So he's having a pretty good season so far, and I think that he is a big piece of the Braves' future, and he's definitely the front runner for National League and or National League Rookie of the Year this year. Um, Spencer Strider, a pitcher for the Braves, is also one of the favorites. I think he's having a very good season, and I have enjoyed watching. That him That was well. the guy who split Spencer Strider is uh, split with in terms of the favorite. They think they're yeah. Harris is like plus one ten, and Strider's like plus one twenty. So he definitely has a shot in this. Yeah, so, you know, both of them having very good seasons, but I have to go with Michael Harris as my NL Rookie of the Year pick. When we look at the pitchers for this year and who is having good seasons on the mound, who we give out the Cy Young to, it's kind of a a close race in the National League. In the American League, it's one guy standing out above the rest. So I looked at the odds, and I, I want to double-check these uh, again because the National League, actually, there was a minus favorite. But let me look at it. Let's just go with the slam dunk here. Justin Verlander, if there was a, you know, a um, comeback player of the year in baseball, he's the lock it in. The guy's coming off Tommy John and is is pitching so well, throwing the age factor nearly 40 years old. Uh, I have, I have Justin Verlander as my AL Cy Young winner. I, I think I'm guessing you agree. Yeah, I do. Um, 11 and three so far this season and even two ERA 98 strikeouts. He's right up there leading uh, in whip right up there in ERA right behind Shane McClanahan. I mean, he's just having a great season on the mound. And like you said, almost 40 years old and still pitching this well. I think he could take home another Cy Young this year. We do need to talk about Shane because Shane is actually a bigger favorite than Justin Verlander, according to the guys out in the desert. Uh, he's pitching. You mentioned his ERA. He's pitching really well, too. But I think, you know, awards are always narrative based. The very much are. I think that's why when we get to the MVP, especially the AL MVP, it's a big narrative thing. I think that's why Otani, despite the ease or the Angels lack of success, kind of got carried through clearly to the MVP race. And Verlander, I think, narrative as the season goes on, if he keeps this up, is, is clearly going to win the award. But the biggest favorite to win a Cy Young is on the other side. It's the National League at a minus 110 favorite. It's Sandy. I, I How do I pronounce the last name? Alcantara. Al, Al, Alcantara. Okay, thank you, Matthew. It's, he is actually a bigger favorite than either of the guys in the American League, which is, was shocking to me, you know, pitching uh, for the Miami Marlins this season, got a, you know, 9-3 record, a 1.73 ERA, 111 strikeouts. This guy's been lights out for, for a Marlins team and is, you know, kind of been their strength, has been their pitching, and he's, he's carrying the load and then some and is, is my National League Cy Young winner at the halfway point. 
I'm switching it up. I wrote Corbin Burns in on our Google Doc as my National League Cy Young, but I got to go with Tony Gonsolin. 11-0 and on the season, a 162 ERA, leads the National League in that. 80 strikeouts, that's that's the main difference. That's why I had Corbin Burns originally, because Burns has 134 strikeouts this season. Gonsolin's got 80. Not bad, but you look at the ERA, and I know we don't really give a whole lot of weight to pitcher wins anymore, but still, when you're 11-0 and on the mound, that's impressive. He's leading the league in whip. I mean, he's just having a fantastic season for the Dodgers. So I got to go with Tony Gonsolin. I think that would be, I mean. And he's not even one of their best. He's not their top two. Exactly. Exactly. You get you got Clayton Kershaw and you got um, Walker, Bueller. Totally, Walker Bueller on the Dodgers. But Tony Gonsolin is having the best season on the mound this he year. He actually has the fourth best odds, according to Vegas, at 11-1. Joe Musgrove is at 9-1. Burns at 6-1. And, and then at Sandy at minus 110. So. Wow. An, an, you know, a plus, you know, a minus money favorite yeah, in the National League. That's surprising. And and just to put in perspective, Vegas probably has the most insight into what the actual voters are thinking. So, so that's kind of where I, I based a lot of my picks off of just kind of getting a sense of what the league thinks. So that is interesting to see how those change through the, the second half of the season with maybe, you know, Gosselin, Burns, you know, Musgrove. Those are all going to be playoff contenders. We'll see what happens with the with the Marlins and could those three guys catch up and if they keep performing like they did. Now to the big award, um, the uh, the American League and National League MVP awards. I want to see if we we agree on our picks, which we basically do all but one pick. It looks like. Um, let's go National League first, and then we can talk about the American League MVP. In my eyes. MVP of baseball. Paul Goldsmith is the National League MVP, which kind of shocked me when I dove into things. Like, I really didn't think of Gold- Goldsmith as the MVP, but the guy is having a phenomenal season for the Cardinals. He's the favorite as of right now for the St. Louis Cardinals and for the National League to win the MVP award. And, you know, he has been Mr. Consistency, you know, throughout his career and showing out this season. Uh, this kind of reminds me of the Votto year. He, he won the award. You know, Votto was so consistent and then kind of broke through and won his MVP. 19 home runs on the season, a 335 batting average, a slugging 602, um, an on-base percentage of over one. Um, Goldschmidt, you know, consistently great at first base. He has been just phenomenal this season for a really, really solid Cardinals team. Yeah, I so I saw your pick. Uh I saw that you had Goldschmidt and I started looking at the National League players and I wanted to disagree with you. I wanted to put, you know, Manny Machado or maybe even Bryce Harper there, but or, you know, Austin Riley. I'll, I'll be a homer. I'll say Austin Riley's got a shot at it, but he's flashing. looking at. Yeah, you look at the stats, though, and you just can't deny Paul Goldschmidt is the National League MVP at this point. Like like you said, 335 average, 19 home runs leading the league with a 1.022 OPS. He's the only National League player with an OPS above 1,000. So he's having a fantastic season. You know, you look at the American League, and only a couple of guys have more than 20 home runs. When you look at the – or the National League, the National League, only a couple of guys have more than 20 home runs. Then you look at the American League, and it's a whole different story. But 19 home runs by Goldschmidt. He's not the leader in home runs, but he's still having a fantastic season, a powerful season for the Cardinals. So. 
yeah, I can't deny it. Got to give it to Goldschmidt. Moving on to, I think, to me, this was the easiest. Like, And it's not because yeah. he's a Yankee, but I just, I think if you throw in the narrative, the, the storyline coming into the season, and I think part of the MVP sometimes should be the best player on the best team. And that's Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is, I think, the best player having the best season. I won't say he's the best player in baseball. He's having the best season. Uh, you you look at it, he has 30 home runs. He's on pace to get near Maris's record of 61. He's hitting 283, 65 RBIs, slugging at 610. And a big thing is he moved to center field this year as a, you know, to, to help the Yankees defensively. And that was like, that's been the big growth for the Yankees, which we'll get to about, you know, the best teams this season in a moment. And he's been phenomenal in center field. And this guy is just defi- you know, this is a 6'7, 282, built like a, a, a tight end playing center field, which is one of the hardest positions in baseball just because of the range you have to cover. And he's doing phenomenal at it. You could argue he's a gold glove in center or in right. And he's showing his versatility this season. And it, it's been phenomenal. See, this is a guy who bet on himself and I think is gonna get a $300 million contract. And every time he makes a big play, I tweet out the clip from Fox of David Ortiz throwing money in the air and saying, pay the man because the they, he needed to be paid. He bet on himself and he has the narrative and he's backing it up on the field every weekend. And it's not just, you know, home run. It's clutch hits. He had a week where he had two walk-offs in one week and he is, he is he bet on himself bigger than anyone else in this league in a in a long time. And it is it is proving to be a really good bet by him because if he keeps this up, I you know, he's gonna have one of the he could have one of the best seasons ever we've seen from from someone given the circumstances of what came into and the pressure on him going into the season. Because you could argue there was no more pressure on any player in the league than Aaron Judge, and he is He's exceeding expectations. Well, yeah, you just said it all right there. <laughs> um, you know, I, there, I think there's a small argument you can make for Jordan Alvarez over Aaron Judge. He, he's, I would have said it's closer, close, yeah, until he got hurt. He just got hurt, and Judge kept going. And I think that's going to be the issue. Alvarez is probably going to trick down a little bit. He's out a couple of weeks, so yeah, that's, but right that's now how he, baseball works. He has the higher OPS, the only one with an OPS above 1,000 in the American League. 26 home runs, 60 RBIs, so he's not too far behind Judge. But, yeah, Aaron Judge is having a fantastic season. He's played 83 games so far this year out of 88. So, you know, that that's kind of been the narrative around Aaron Judge for a lot of his career is that he can't play all the games, that he gets injured. Not this year, though. You know, this year he's having a really good season. He's playing all the games he's he's yeah he's the american league mvp right now and if there were a a overall major league baseball mvp it would probably be him because he's just having a fantastic season he's i mean this is what you want in a contract year this is the ideal contract year for a player and he's going to get so much money this offseason it's not even going to be funny yeah and i'm you know on the broadcast on uh sunday night baseball they, you know, they were talking about drawing comparisons to like Freddie Freeman in, in this situation and how, you know, could this be a Freeman situation where 
he, you know, he doesn't stay with the team. They, the Yankees win the World Series, Judge, you know, kind of is the face of this team and then leaves just because he can't get the money once. And uh, they talked about what A-Rod said about the Freeman situation, how you really in this kind of, if you want to stay, you got to take control. And then that might have been a mistake Freddie made. And we, we have plenty of time. You know, we've talked about the Freddie situation enough, and I, I don't want to hurt you as we are spreading some positivity right now. Uh, but I think that's going to be part of it. What does Judge, you know, Judge wants his money, and I think Yankees will give it to him. It's going to be interesting to see how this unfolds, you know, as it plays out. Because if the Yankees keep this up the way they look and win it all, because they're looking like the best team of baseball, Aaron Judge is set to make a boatload of money. And I think only two teams in the league can pay him the boatload of money and be a, a winner. And He's on the, he's on one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be a really, uh, really fun offseason free agency period to watch what Aaron Judge does. All right, let's talk about yeah. some teams real quick as we wrap up today's episode. Uh, let's go through who is a team that's surprised you so far this year and who's a team that is really disappointing for you, Trey? I'm going with the hottest team in baseball. Coming off a sweep of the Los Angeles Angels in four games. It's the Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> They're two games out of the wild card. And this was a team that over under with 62 and a half games. I mean, they're, they're at 44. They are a 500 baseball team, 43 and 44. Just to show how good the American League, League East is, they're going to last in, the, in their division. But they're... The fact that they're near a 500 baseball team at this point of the season is shocking. And I have to give them credit. And so shout out. So I will say the Baltimore Orioles are not just, it was hard to pick the NL teams, but like the biggest surprise in baseball. I mean, their first four game sweet since I think it was like 2005 was this past weekend. So it shout out to the Orioles could be at 500 at the all-star break and really hotly in contention for a wild start card spot. And, you know, I got to see some old clips of Baltimore Orioles playoff games this past weekend. And that's a fun atmosphere. And the fact that we'd be, that's the closest for us in terms of a playoff game would be kind of exciting for us. So uh, it's cool to see the O's uh, compete. Well, I mean, every team in the American league East is, is competing well and is looking like the best division in baseball, despite a team up 14 games on it. So uh, I'll go with the O's. A team that surprised me so far this year, probably not a surprising team for a lot of people, but I got to go with the Padres because they are having a pretty good season. You know, they're second place in the NL West right now. They're one of the wild card teams. They're above they're, they're 50 and 38. So they're having a really good season. And I looked back at our, um, our preseason predictions earlier, and I didn't have them having that great of a season. Uh, you know, we talked about the NL West Their over under was 90 and a half. And I took the under on that, but they are proving me wrong so far. They've got 50 wins already. So I got to say the Padres have been a surprising team for me so far. And a team that's really disappointing to me is the Chicago Cubs, because again, at the beginning of the season, when we did our over unders, they were at 75 and a half. I took the over on that. Right now, the Chicago Cubs are 34 and 52. 
they're not getting to 75 wins. So the Cubs are really disappointing me this season. I didn't expect super high performance from them, but the way they're playing is still disappointing. For me, as a team that I, I pick to make the World Series at the start of this season, and we I'm going to change it. I mean, I we can give our, our World Series picks in a second. This is, this is a team, you know, it's like kind of, you know, expectations to dictate it because this team's hovering around 500. But it's the Chicago White Sox. They're a mess. They're 41 and 44 and probably four, or 45, I should say. Let me double check. 41 and 44. I was right. They're third in their division. They're, they could easily win their division. They're four games back, uh, five and a half games back, excuse me, of the Twins. But if you look at their expectations, so a 91 and a half was their win total. They're not, I don't think they're going to get to that. They have to be no. like the hottest team in baseball down the stretch and go on an historic run to get there. And Tony La Russa is not looking like the brightest manager right now. He looks like he doesn't have the pulse of his clubhouse. And this team is just not, you know, consistent. They're so inconsistent. And they have choked away plenty of games this year. And they have Liam Hendricks, who's a great, great closer. So it's just, I I expected this team to kind of take that next step and look similar to what the Astros path was, where it was like cutting, getting close, getting close. And then they broke through and they were dominant. And that's kind of what I expected from the White Sox this season. And it's been very lackluster and, and just kind of just not not good at all. Yeah, yeah, they've been a really the biggest disappointing disappoint- team. disappointment in baseball. I I think even more than the Angels because I think those are the two teams you would pick. Yeah, but the Angels have never have not shown the ability to win like ever consistently. They have two of the best players, and that's why you have to put them in the disappointment. And Rendon's been a disappointment, but the fact that the White look again expectations and the White Sox were expected to compete, be one of the best teams in baseball, and they haven't been close to it all season. I agree. They've been really disappointing. Those Chicago teams, the Cubs and White Sox, not living up to uh, what we expected of them this year. All right. But to, we, to the credit, Cubs weren't expected to compete. Like they, they weren't expected. They're not, they've been awful. They've been one of the worst teams in baseball. They weren't, and I but didn't I expected expect that better. They just, they've not expected to maybe even make the playoffs. So I still expect it better than what we're seeing. Um, our World Series predictions, let's revive them right now or revise um, them. Mine's dead. Revise them. Mine is dead. Mine has the White Sox. <laughs> Yours is uh what Blue Jays Dodgers? Yeah, it's no Brewers. I said Brewers, Brewers. Blue Jays. I think yours can happen way more likely than mine, but I it don't can. know. Well, I don't feel confident in the Blue Jays anymore. I'm going Braves Yankees. I'm calling it our favorite teams. World the Series. Ball area World Yankees. Series. Let's go. That's a good one. I I thought about that one. I my American League team is going to be the Yankees. I should really not pick them and just keep it consistent, but I'm going yeah. to because I like, uh, and I think we're going to get a series that major league baseball would crave because I think it would be one of the two most like if, if major league baseball at the beginning of the season could be like, we want these two teams to match up in the world series. This would be number one or number two, depending on how you shake it out. And it's a World Series we've had relatively recently. It'll be talked about in an upcoming documentary on ESPN. It's Mets-Yankees. Ooh, yeah. 
The Mets. That would be a good one. I almost put them as my favorite team for the National League because they have competed. They've looked like one of the best teams in the National League. And for a majority of the first half of the season, they have not had two of the four best pitchers in baseball in Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom. It's just, it's crazy to think like that's how good the Mets have been. And you throw those two guys in the front half of their rotation, they're going to be dynamic. They are. They are. That would be a good World Series. Well, that's all we've got this week. Yes, we're running out of time on the Zoom. So, uh, as always, leave us a five-star review whenever you can. Follow at Matkins in the news. Follow at at TreeLauVT, at TreeLau underscore VT on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg page as well. Also, the Foul Ball Area Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram. Follow us everywhere you get social media. Give us your thoughts on the midseason awards, who you think is going to the World Series, and let us know what you think about the All-Star game coming up as well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out. Thank you.